Welcome to The Working Therapist with Hayden Bolick, a podcast designed to help you grow more, do more, and be more as a therapist. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. We're glad you've joined us for today's podcast. So here's your host, Hayden Bolick. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Working Therapist. I'm Hayden Bolick, your host, and we are getting ready for part two of the Go Baby Go podcast. Part one was so much fun. My guests are Cole Galloway and Drina Sabet, as well as Kirsty Miles. These people are just amazing. They've got it going on, guys, with this Go Baby Go and such great ideas for making a huge difference in people's lives. So get ready. Here comes part two. When it comes to wiring and all that, because we followed your diagram for the Lightning McQueen car. So if we wanted to wire anything else, though, it's going to take us more than two hours. Two hours is what we, in our in our workshops, we come into a community and we run a workshop, we sort of pencil out about two hours to get the total car done, that's stickers and PVC, and that's three to five people around a car is sort of a three-by-five table with a car of interest on there and then three to five people per car and each of everybody's chairs mm-hmm. drill and you got your PVC already cut. It's sort of a process that we've gone through to get that. In terms of wiring, wiring and, and safety and liability all go together. And, and our first concern is always, of course, the safety. And again, remember that at Delaware and at Cleveland State and at Oregon State, we're all sharing research missions too. So we've got to get this right not only for the kids but for the whole research process we can't afford to have a warm wire or an issue. Pretty stingy on the and conservative on the wiring. But you're right. The simple wiring of the Lightning McQueen is one thing. If you go up from there to a 12-volt, especially if you have multiple wires, you're going to need some kind of engineering oversight. If you wanted University of Delaware folks to come and do a workshop, a lot of people do, mm-hmm. we bring with us people that have done this, and we show you how to do it. John Kashi and the folks that help us with our workshops um, have gone so far as to have sort of a magic box almost. I talked to him last night about some upcoming workshops, and we're very close to having a magic box that allows you to then cut one wire from the car and plug it into this box and have a whole array of of output. Mm -hmm. So it it dramatically decreases the safety issues, increases the sort of liability folks' comfort level, and that leaves the build around the wiring to get the small switch to be a bigger switch and maybe placing that different places and the seating because a lot of the kids that we work with can't sit on their own right now. They may be in the future or they might have head control issues. So you need a safe seating and some kind of accessible switch and you're literally ready to go. So those two big categories where we work on the workshops mm-hmm. and people have generated hardware lists and videos out there. Modifying toy cars were not something that we invented. This has been going on for years and years in the typical community. Dads and moms and aunts and uncles have been taking a lot of times their Fisher-Price cars off the shelf and modifying them. So taking a 12-volt car and making it go 25 miles an hour. (laughs) On the West Coast, dropping a car down and putting an audio system in. On the East Coast (laughs) and North Carolina and other places, jacking that baby up. Hi. And so if you go on YouTube and look at modified ride-on cars, you'll see that we fit into, and this has, you know, for therapists and families of special special kids, it's another reason that ride-on cars, the way we modify them, are cool because you're likely to find somebody in your neighborhood that has a ride-on car, if not a modified ride-on car. But again, this is a, a normal behavior. This is not a special type of equipment. You're not going through durable medical equipment, folks. So why did we get called by the industry? The reason why we got introduced to the industry is through social media. 
we had let out all the hardware lists for free through Facebook, and the industry came to us and went, my goodness, you got a, you got a lot of likes. You must run a business. No, people still think GoBabyGo is a business. It's not. We're basically a research lab that does a little bit extra. Tell everybody a little bit about how you can come in and do workshops if people are interested once they go to your website and check this out. Who comes in? How does that look? What happens? Can you walk us through that? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So workshops can come in a lot of different flavors. People have all kinds of different ideas and it can be a very creative process in the people that are hosting the workshop and uh, working with Go Baby Go. The basic premise is usually working with the, the smaller types of cars. So your Lightning McQueens and your um, your smaller style cars. And you can do workshops a lot of different ways. I've done them the crazy way and gone super big. So if you're doing your first workshop, it's a great idea to start off with something small and manageable, like somewhere around the five to 10 car. It's great to have the families involved. They really enjoy the opportunity to help build the cars for their kids. So that's a great way to add to your workshop experience. And if the families either are or aren't involved in the build, um, allowing then after you have the building opportunity and everybody gets to have fun putting the cars together, have the kids come, get the kids in the cars, kind of fine tune the car design in terms of your supports. So making sure seatbelts are on there, that kiddos that need them, head supports are in the right spot. Um, That can be a little bit of back and forth with the kiddos. And then it's a lot of fun to just have the kids drive around. They just really have a blast. We've done some workshops where we've built some PVC playground equipment. So you make a car wash where you hang streamers and all different kinds of things down it or different teeter-totter ramps that they can drive up and down. And that can be a really fun addition. And then what we've done concurrently in the last several workshops is also had the body weight support harness systems there Mm. as well. So you can get kiddos moving around in the cars. You get kiddos that can try out moving around with the harness supports. And it just becomes a really great movement experience for everybody involved. So then do the families take the cars with them? Yes. Most of the workshops, the families then take the cars home. Like Cole had mentioned earlier, it's a great idea to have an engineer there that can kind of help with all the safety issues with the cars and make sure all the modifications are done correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if you have Go Baby Go staff there, then that takes care of that as well. And then the families leave with the cars and it's a lot of fun. What is the liability? Do the families sign a waiver when they're taking these cars out? Because now if you adapt a Fisher-Price car, if something were to malfunction on it, how does that work? We're concerned about liability and safety. Interestingly, it does depend on the uh, country that you're doing the workshop in. New Zealand, for example, has a lot less concerns about liability because they have laws on the books that handle liability a little bit different. U.S. is an area that's going to have to deal with liability. It's also interesting how different institutions within the same block of the same town even can deal with liability. A school system right down the road wants to deal with it in a certain way, like parents signing off on a sheet that they understand that you have modified an existing product. A hospital then down the road from that wants nothing to do with liability forms. They just want something that's handed out saying this is a demonstration and that an engineer has certified this, but you take the risk on yourself of using this just like if you bought a car from Toys R Us and took it out in the street that things can happen with kids that are mobile. Mm. So that's very interesting. It's also different within the same category. Hospital A, B, and C will not look at liability the same way. That points to the chapter aspect of Go Baby Go. If listeners want to start a chapter, they contact us Mm. and they just build cars and they get a cool Go Baby Go name that they choose and give us the contact information. Because when we do podcasts like this, people call us and they'll say, well, I'm from North Carolina. 
um, how do I get a car? Well, we don't build cars in Delaware for people in North Carolina. We don't have a business model that has that. We refer people back to those chapters. So what we can do with the chapters is if you're interested in liability, if you're interested in marketing, if you're interested in, in how to get the Jeep dealership to pay for some cars for the next workshop, you can talk to me. But better yet, let's talk to somebody that in our network that is a lawyer. And you have your lawyers at your hospital. Talk to that lawyer. Or your dean. Talk to my dean. Or your event organizer, talk to ours. Or your media person, talk to our media people. That family across the planet has extended. And we didn't plan this, but not only do people build cars for kids, not only their kids, but neighbors' kids, but they also have day jobs a lot of time that they're willing to offer us services. And that really builds a family organization. I only know of a couple of knuckleheads in all of the 60 chapters. <laughs> and the rest of these folks I would go to vacation with and have my kids come spend time with them. This is hard work. I mean, kids with special needs need a lot of services. Right. They need a lot of supports to be everything they want to be. And it kind of filters out the people that want to take the benefit and not put the effort in. And on the flip side, there are lots of bad things happening in the world. Lots of bombs going off and knuckleheads doing stuff. But I get to see the 99% of the population of the planet that goes so far above and beyond for kids and for adults that I guarantee your listening audience that, again, like you were taught, most of the people in the world are good. I get to see every day. Yeah. I get to see Andrina, you guys, and everybody else humping. And sometimes it's surprising because sometimes it's people that have no engineering background. They don't particularly even like kids. They don't have a kid with special needs in their, in their life. They just like the social justice of this. They like pushing against the man. And the man here is time. And as you've already said, we got to go. we got to do it now. And some people are, are jacked up about the technology. Some people like the research. There's a little bit of something for everybody here. Mm. You know, these kids that we serve, they really, they demand this. They really demand that we sort of rise to the occasion as therapists or providers or whoever we are. They demand that we bring our A-game every time. And it's so exciting and rewarding when you sort of meet that challenge and, and you're able to do something to make a real difference in a life. That's really what, what I hear you talking about. And if you're a family listening or a therapist is listening and you're not getting the services or you're stuck in a place that you're working and this doesn't sound like you and where you work, you need to find <laughs> another place to work. You need to find another therapy place to look for your kid. And if you're walking into a magic building with your child, expecting that magic building to cure that kid, then you're not getting the education you need about kids because kids need other kids. Kids need a social environment. Kids need to leave that building mm -hmm. and they need to go out in the real world and it's scary. And if you're not saying, come back here right now, you're not putting your kid in the car. When the kids start driving around, which is the second half of the workshop, where you have all your funders for the next workshop there and nobody leaves alive, don't come to workshops if you want to leave. We're not connecting. But when those kids start to drive around, and as we talked about off air, many of these kids have not moved by themselves. Right. And if you're not convinced, if you think that you can wait five to seven years for a power chair, if you don't think a power chair is interesting as a therapist, Come and, and see a workshop and see the kids' faces. You don't have to like power chairs. I don't like technology. I love seeing that face. And I love what it does to brains and buddies and moms and dads. And when you see a dad on the sidelines of a kid's life, go get a ball and a bat and a, and a helmet for each of them. And they put it in the car and they play ball outside. You know, we need to convince funders to get in the game. But even if they don't, we, we can do this. We can do it ourselves. We don't have to wait for anybody. 
no matter what we've all four on this call have accomplished and everybody's listening has accomplished in their careers or whatever they've done, really living your life with a disability daily trumps all of that. And so when I say these kids demand us to get them moving and for us to buy into all the stuff you guys are talking about and doing, that's what it's kind of all about because it causes us to rise to the occasion and get this functional movement happening and these kids doing it. I mean, it's pretty special when it all works, though. And you're right. If you're not going to be all in, then don't come. We love when, when people say, I want a workshop, but I've got some administrators that don't really get it, or I've got some X, Y, or Z people that don't get it. We've got media at mm-hmm. University of Delaware. You, you can have everything you see on our website. You can have the PowerPoints you see in any presentation we have. You can have all of our media. We have two and three minutes of professionally produced media that you just need to send to people, and they'll get very quickly. This is a big deal. We're about to be on CNBC. Mm-hmm. Wall Street Journal's about to do a story on us in September. We keep that media going because it's ammo yeah. for the mom-and-pop therapists, for mm-hmm. the families that need to convince people. And we've had people go to funding agencies with these videos and go, I want my harness to be funded. Yeah. I want my car to be funded. And the chapters are, well, take a step back. Who's a chapter? Well, you have to be a big wig or you have to be in a university or you have to be in a certain location. No, we've got third graders in Canada, <laughs> eighth graders in Mount Pleasant, Texas, all the way to Julie Sinclair and her giant force in New Zealand that's a foundation that's sponsored by BMW. Everybody can do it. So families that are hearing something and going, wait a minute, I got to wait around for my clinician. No, you do not. Not in terms of mobility. You do not wait. And you and you and I talked about this before. Those of us that are mobile and adult have to raise our right hand and go, I don't know how it is to be immobile and I don't know how it is to be a kid. Therefore, I have to defer and to defer to the experts. Go to a playground and watch typically developing kids. That's what you want. The language, the socialization, the cognition, the parties, the scrapes, the getting run over. If you don't watch yourself, parents need to be mm-hmm. super tired from chasing their kids around, not just from going to pediatrician visits. Mm-hmm. We want that. And so at the very least, you know, and again, I'm a researcher, and I'll tell you something else that's really, really awesome. National Institute of Health and the federal funding that I get, they get it. They push us. I'm so floored that I can say a government agency is fast-moving and advanced in this day and age where we know that the government is, is relatively disconnected, especially in the political season. But I can promise you, your scientific funders get it. They know go baby go by name, and they push us. Go bigger. Go faster. That's, That's awesome. Andrina, is that what your research is funded by the National Institute of the NIH? Is that what you're? Yes, that's correct. Cole had gotten the grant, and we've been fortunate enough to be one of the data collection sites in Cleveland. So it's been been pretty phenomenal. People need to know starting off, it's not that expensive. It's fairly easy to do, but your first car probably will take you longer than one hour. I mean, Kirsty, you can sort of talk about our experience with it. Our experience, when when we were talking about wiring the car, Hayden was like, well, just go stand in Hobby Lobby and flag down a train man. I said, so you want me to go stand in the middle of Hobby Lobby in the train aisle? Yes. And you want me to look for somebody that I can ask exactly. to wire a car? Yes. And I was like, well, I'm just going to do it. Plus, just for me, I really like the process. And I think I, I love anything that's a challenge. And for me, it was something new, something I'd never done. So I'm like, no, bring it. Like, I can figure it out. So how long do you think it would take you to, to do it fall in the directions, Kiersey? I think we did the wiring in probably like 45 minutes to an hour once we found our directions. I think that was the hardest part. And so three of us on a Saturday evening, we sat around in a living room and we gave it over to developmental day centers and developmental day centers 
dollars are children in the birth to five population and that was really the population of kids that we were looking to use it for so we identified a couple of kids and then based on their need we adapted the car so we could use it at this developmental center and with PTOT and speech and so we had a PTOT and speech that worked based on the needs of these kids so I can't say it was for one child in particular we had one child Mm -hmm, in mind mm -hmm. but it ended up that we could use it for multiple children just based on the supports that we put on there either build a flexible car for many kids within the clinic or a one one car for a kid. And I think that, so now we're ready to build more and we're also ready to build different kinds. And now I'm all intrigued by the stand-up, sit-down situation mm-hmm. and the Lamborghini mm-hmm. and the little, uh, you know, it looks like a motorcycle. We mm-hmm. go to Toy Fair and we were looking for cars that we could adapt at Toy Fair last year. Yeah. But I think I was a little intimidated about all the wiring. So mm-hmm. now yep. I think we'll be more open to finding some different options. Um, as we're kind of winding up now, one of the things we've seen with this car, and I was saying off air before we started recording, was that it's interesting to see when kids are first in the car, it, from a speech and language standpoint, they really get, hey, look, I do this to get that. It's, you can almost see the little light bulb go off in their head where they're like, wait a minute, this is all me. And then Kirstie, I was telling them too, that it's interesting to sometimes watch the teacher's reaction to the kids doing this and then kind of how it raises the bar of their expectations for these kids. We've done this with a lot of kids and I've also taken video and I've shown it to teachers and professional different staff that works with these kids later. It kind of raises the bar for what their expectations are for some of our little people. We see that 10 times over with, with that in the workshops. It's not just the parents, it's the therapists that have worked in a medical model or other models where they don't get necessarily to see a lot of typical kids outside of maybe their own kids. Mm -hmm. And there's this sort of calibration that needs to be done with therapists. Because if you just treat kids with special needs, you may have forgotten not only a little bit about typical development, but you may have forgotten a lot about typical development and not specific milestones and that kind of stuff, but the ferocious speed with which typically developing kids assimilate new knowledge and build skills. I mean, if you work from birth to three, you need to go onto YouTube. I challenge the therapist to work in a medical model, especially. Go onto YouTube and look at what a six-month-old, one-year-old, 18-month-old does in the real world, like in the playground. That's what we're trying to get to. And it's very difficult to do that three times a week for 50 minutes a day, every day for just 45 minutes a day without being in the social sphere, you know, without being in uh, proximity of peers. So it's a big challenge. I know it's a big challenge. It's hard to get there from from there, but we're we're working to to, to make it possible. I chuckle only because um, Hayden and I had this conversation with therapists this week, not for this podcast, but for we are part of a Healthy Kids Running series, and the whole concept is to get out there with typically developing children so that you know what that looks like because we forget. Mm-hmm. We do, and I think we always have to understand what it looks like and remind ourselves and then how to apply that. I mean, because that's where we're going. That's what we want. That's the goal, to get our little people out there moving and grooving with everybody else. And so I think you have to constantly remind yourself what typical developing looks like so that you can sort of keep a baseline or a focus or a concept. As we wind this up here, tell me a little bit about the future. What's on the horizon? What are y'all working on next? Andrea, what's your future like? 
I'm really excited to look towards some new platforms for Go Baby Go and really looking at just greater adaptability, getting more and more kids moving. I think there's been so many challenges in the insurance world and getting sort of the big ticket items funded that the more things that we can supplement that are meant to be short-lived used hard, outgrown, is really going to gonna launch kids towards a, a bigger future. So I'm really looking to just exploring a lot of different platforms about getting kids moving at multiple ages and, and really kind of just exploding that concept further. People can follow what you're doing and, and sort of stay connected with you. At the moment, not so much, but we are in the process of getting a Facebook page for our lab at Cleveland State University put together. So that will be coming shortly. Okay. Well, we'll keep people updated to that on our website and our Facebook page and all that good stuff. Cole, how about you? What's next? Well, we're going to be partnering with, I mean, I'm going to partner with Cleveland State and Oregon State in the future to do some bigger and better research. We know that we're going to be partnering with Fisher Price. They're going to be consultants on our next grant. So we're going to try to meld the toy industry and this technology in such a way that they can never go back um, to the way it is right now. We want to disrupt things. There's some products that are coming out by Fisher-Price, like the Wild Thing, in October. If you go search on the Wild Thing and Fisher-Price, you'll see a unit that is out, I believe, a year or two ago. They've stripped it down and remodeled it to make it a little bit cooler. It's a 33-pound, zero-turn radius, fun toy that's driven by two separate joysticks on either end. It's almost like a mini lawnmower. That's one of the zero turn radius lawnmowers you see on golf courses. And some people have them in their bigger yards. Miniaturize that whole thing and make it cool. But it's 33 pounds. It goes up to a hundred pound payload. So it's for kids five years and above. But when you look at it from a therapist's point of view, from a mom or dad's point of view for a kid that has trouble sitting, you see the future. And unknowing to Fisher Price, they just created probably the, the foundation for a birth to five, and maybe beyond, pediatric power chair that actually can be transported without a van, placed in any type of home, not just a McMansion. Uh, and it's going to disrupt the whole assist technology industry because it's 299 bucks. Wow. So we're going to work with them to make some modifications of it, take those two joysticks, make them one, to reverse the seating and so that you can also stand up. We're going to take all the fun that Andrina's three-in-one is mm-hmm. to Fisher-Price. And Fisher-Price engineers are excited about this partnership. So look out, Sunrise, Bach, Permobile, others. Um, you better move quick. It's going quick. I know Permobile, for example, is hearing us. They've partnered with us conceptually, and I consult for them and have pushed them. And they're, they're doing some interesting stuff that's about to come out in the next year or so. But those of us in the business have been promised a lot in the past. I learned that from Andrina um, in terms of, of, of new birth to three, birth to five. So that's what we're going to do. We're also going to get on Ellen. We're going to get on today's show um, or somebody is in our network. Talk about mobility as a human right for adults and for kids. And so we've got a lot of dissemination of the science. We're going to keep doing our science, but we're going to disseminate it in different ways, whether it's a reality show, whether it's getting disseminating deep science, putting scientists and researchers that study mobility around the kitchen table where they belong. It makes sense getting the whole functional moving kids and not so hard to get to and hard to fund. It makes mm-hmm. it accessible. Yeah. So a big thank you to Cole Galloway and Adrena Sabet and Kirsty Miles as always. I encourage everybody. We made one of these cars. It was awesome. We're using it all the time. 
I tell you, it's great. The kids in this car, when they figure out, hey, they're going and they're doing it themselves, there's so much therapeutic benefit as well as just life benefit. Speech and language, PTOT, it's for all. It's for everybody. Teachers, the teachers love it when we're doing it with them up and down the hallway. Parents still stop us. It's great. So I encourage everybody, go out, make yourself a Go Baby Go car. We'll catch you next time on another episode of The Working Therapist. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com. 